Rise and shine. <laughs> it's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Good Wednesday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz on 1025 UROC AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, online, endofakissradio.net, the Rocking M app. Thank you so much for tuning in, no matter what way you are doing so. A cold Wednesday on tap. After kind of a chillier day than what people thought yesterday, temperatures only really got to around 40. The north winds certainly made it a lot, feel a lot cooler than that. Today, a high of 36. Right now, sitting at 23. So a couple of very December-like days uh, on the docket for the next couple of uh, days for sure. Um, I, I I know the weather has certainly changed, and we're, this roller coaster plays a a big deal with my my head and my throat. This I, I some I just get like I don't have like a I'm not don't feel like I'm super sick, but about twice a year, Christian, I get like this. This little bit of a runny nose, which then goes down the back of my throat, which then causes all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I I hate it. I get it every year, twice a year, it seems like. Mm. Once kind of in the spring and once in the wintertime. So I don't like it. And it's especially terrible for my line of work because every morning you wake up and you're like trying to clear all the crud out of your system so you're ready to go. But I'm here. I know the feeling. We're rolling along. (laughs) <laughs> We're glad that you're with us. we got a full show ahead today with Joe Schrammett, Goodland High School wrestling coach. Going to stop by the program, talk the season so far uh, at the Colby Eagle uh, Invitational. There's thoughts on that. Uh, some thoughts on the girls as they were at Great Bend uh, wrestling here recently and had some solid showings uh, for the Goodland Calgary wrestling team. And we'll touch on what's the, the big reason we'll have them on is that this Saturday is the Holiday Classic, a very big wrestling tournament over here in Goodland, so look forward to visiting with Joe Schrammick, Goodland High School wrestling coach, coming up here in about oh 20 minutes or so on the program. So he'll be joining us today. Uh, we'll dive into some thoughts on post offsides. Kadarius Tony, as everyone's had some time <laughs> to cool off a little bit, look at the film and realize just how dumb they were in the moment. We'll get to that in segment three, uh, touching on that. Uh, here on this Wednesday morning, Christian, how's it? How's it going today? How are you feeling today? You feeling good? Are you ready to rock and roll into the day? You gotta feel pretty good. Uh, we'll get to this in just a matter of seconds, but a pair of wins for the Colby Eagles last night over Holcomb at the event center. Yeah, hey, as as you well know, um, broadcasting wins is a lot more fun uh, than losses, and the the post game interviews get a little bit uh, easier to do. It's not pulling teeth, and uh, hey. Uh, a couple of wins and uh, at least one that I, to be frank, wasn't expecting. Uh, but, hey, 
some some great wins and it, it was a little bit easier no offense uh than sitting in the bleachers uh with my back on cinder blocks in the ox gym at the uh, you have the no house. idea <laughs> <laughs> i swear we're gonna i we will have a show if you're gonna sit there and balk about those different odd places to broadcast i have been in some really weird spots on some really weird days of weather in northwest kansas so and in and in other parts of the world so i don't want to hear about sitting with your back against cinder blocks i'm just don't want to hear about adding it. to i don't have a, quite a, as large a repertoire of odd places to broadcast from so this is uh an addition to my uh to my list and the the ox gym and the max jones field house i don't know how i feel about it because on the one hand uh ross was right it it's nice when it's when it's full in there and tournament time and it's a good game. It's packed and people are uh, up on the little second level leaning over and it it's a good environment. Uh, but then when I have to move from one gym to another and uh, you know ten minutes or whatever, and I'm sprinting in between with all my stuff and there's only really one way to get in and out, then it becomes a little bit more frustrating. I think you're just mad because you had to switch gyms. If you would have been there the whole time, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been that big a this deal. This is absolutely true. That's See? exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> See, so there you go. That's the that's the difference. So you, you got to sit in one spot last night. You got to sit at your spot. True. Because it's a home game. Also true. Got to call two wins. It was a good night for Colby High School basketball. Um, once again, the Colby Lady Eagles with a 53-41 win over Holcomb last night. And then the Colby Boys with... A very impressive 41-36 victory. When I saw the scores, I wasn't surprised really by the girls' game. wasn't too terribly surprised. The boys' game, I wasn't maybe surprised that they won. I think I was shocked at the halftime score. 20 right? to 9. I don't know what yeah. happened. Okay, we got to start. I want to start there. Uh, you know, actually, it doesn't matter. It, it, you get the first segment here. Wherever you want to start, I want to hear some a brief recap of both games and just some thoughts on them here. Once again, Colby with the sweep of Holcomb last night inside the event center. Well, to be honest, we can we can start wherever. I'll start with the girls' game. Just we'll, we'll go chronologically through the night. It was defense, defense, and more defense all the way, especially, as Ross mentioned, in that boys' game uh, because of how hard fought that was. And uh, Colby fans, Eagles fans, you're probably for the boys' side are going to have to listen to or watch or experience games like that more than a few this season because I think defense is going to be the way that they beat a lot of these teams that are on paper a little bit better than they are. The girls' team, the Lady Eagles, played very well. I mean, you, you're going against Holcomb 3-1 and one coming into the matchup, and obviously you're at home, but you've got probably – uh, you know, one of the best teams in the conference, kind of up there with you in Goodland. And the first half started rough. I think they had a little bit of kind of spillage over from the Goodland game where they didn't score until like three and a half minutes into the first quarter. And you kind of get, I, I think it got a little bit over from this weekend where they were cruising and then ran into Goodland and just could not put the ball in the net for the large majority of that basketball game and they got frustrated and obviously it was not indicative of how they played overall that weekend. And I think they got a little bit of that lead feet and that frustration uh, spilled over. But then once they got going, Shaley Holzmeister just kind of willed them 
back into the game in the first quarter because they were down 10 nothing out of the gate and it was not looking good for a while she scored eight in the first quarter and kind of clawed them back into that they were only down two by the end of the first and then really from about midway through the second quarter on it was all Colby the rest of the way and not that Holcomb went away they're a very good basketball team and kind of hung around with you it was just slow drippage and they never were really able to make a run they slowly fell off and the Eagles just consistently uh, added to their offensive flow they came out of halftime really hot and they scored more points in each quarter as the game went on so more in the second than in the first more in the third than in the second and in the fourth than in the third meanwhile Holcomb did almost the inverse of that and you could tell especially coming out of the gate in the third. But like I said, about midway through the second, they kind of found their groove. Elizabeth Barton started getting to the rim. She wasn't having a great night, but she kind of does that thing that all players do, especially all experienced good players. You know, when it's not falling, what do you do? You go force the issue. You manufacture shots and get yourself to the free throw line if need be. She scored 17 on the other side of the halftime break. And that actually is as many points as the whole Holcomb roster scored on the other side of the halftime break. So she was excellent. Logan Nolan uh, had a lot of kind of, I don't know how else to put this, million-dollar moves, 10-cent finishes where she made great moves, you know, uh, orchestrated the offense well, got an open shot, and just couldn't hit it. Uh, she hit three threes, but she must have taken – Probably 10 or 11 of them got a lot of good looks. Not a lot of them were falling. Uh, but other than that, Shaylee Holzmeister had 10 in those key eight in the first. And overall, pretty good game from the Lady Eagles. Not that it wasn't as good a win as on the boys' side, but it was a little bit more expected. Obviously, Colby, a very good and experienced ball club. Uh, depth, like I said, for both of these teams was a question mark. They answered it a little bit in the top side, but it will still be a question mark this season. They only played seven players or six players last night. And they, they have a seventh, Calissa Bandy, who can also come in and play well. Coach uh, did not put her into that ball game, but especially in the backcourt guard depth, I think maybe an issue as this season goes on. But that remains to see, be seen, hasn't uh, reared its head too much so far, uh, except the couple times that Elizabeth Barton has gotten herself into some foul trouble, like in that Goodland game that you remember. I would like to ask a question. What does Coach Walker say about that? About the foul, the foul trouble? trouble. Elizabeth Barton, which I know Elizabeth a little bit personally, she's a phenomenal basketball player and a great athlete. I, but her aggressiveness on the floor Ooh. sometimes wreaks havoc because not only in the fact of the team, but sometimes on her own self because of foul trouble. And it, like, in, for example, in that Goodling game, didn't play really any of the first half because she had three fouls. And I'm just curious what Yancey Walker thinks of that. Is that something that, you know, hey, it's I'm going to live with it because that's what she is? Or, you know, we've got to find a way to get that tamper down because we have to have her scoring on the floor. <laughs> yeah, you do need her on the floor. Uh, he hasn't answered it a ton in terms of he he's big into the uh you take a question about an individual and turn it into an answer about the team which is you know a an experienced uh veteran coach there both both of colby's coaches do that a lot the uh give you the the coach's answer so to speak not that that's a bad thing but yeah i think that you do need to keep her on the floor and part of this is 
really it was the Goodland game an issue, and sometimes it's it's poked its head out other places. But you do need Barton on the floor, and she she is your your motor offensively. And you saw in that Goodland game, though, I'm not going to take anything away from that cowgirl defense. It's incredible, but without Elizabeth on the floor, there wasn't a whole lot else happening offensively. But at the same time, she averages almost four steals a game, which is crazy, by the way, in and of itself. But you do have to, I think, be willing to give and take a little bit. And I think it's it's a lot of trust. Yancey puts a ton of trust in his players, specifically that backcourt and the experience that he has. Most of these girls, remember, have been starting since they were freshmen. He's got uh, four juniors and a sophomore in the starting lineup now, and they all have a ton of experience. And you'll see him on the sideline. He does very little yelling, very little animation, uh, so to speak, that some of these other coaches will get into. He he puts a lot of trust in them to kind of um, manage the floor out there, especially Logan Nolan with the offense. Uh, That is to say, I think you have to live with it a little bit not not as much as you know the foul trouble sheet's been getting into but to a certain extent you kind of got to take the aggressiveness with the foul calls yeah we'll see a uh, great win for once again the colby lady eagles 53 41 the final once again uh there last night over holcomb the boys once again i i thought that was a i don't know i guess i not that i didn't think Colby would lose. I don't want to sit there and say that. I don't know enough about Holcomb this year, but just kind of knowing what they have back, especially which is a good amount of size. Did I did I sell them right enough saying they got big boys down low? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Drayton Knoll, the junior, he's 6'5". Six, six, five. Five. Bet he's and, close uh, to three bills. Big boy. Yeah. Tom Stevens, uh, first-year head coach for the Eagles, called him – He's a man of few words, granted, but he called him uh, big and wide, and that is <laughs> a uh, an apt description. I would I would say it's he's a big guy down low, and he's not the only size they've got. They've got three guys listed at six two or higher in their starting lineup, and to be honest, uh, they're probably all six three or taller. Uh, their one guy they have listed at six two is is not but you know that's the way that it that's the way that it is in high school i also don't think guy tubbs is six three i think he's closer to six four to be honest with you but hey such is life and the the eagles boys team it was all defense i mean it was they came out in this kind of form of a one three one zone they that the eagles have been playing a lot here early in the season except for the one time against mccook uh, the boys kind of saw this this one kid get going. He hit five threes in the first half, and they said, all right, it's time to change to man. And then they locked down, and the game changed. But the 1-3-1 zone just made this thing so chippy. It was uh, tooth and nail and claw the whole, the whole way. Uh, like Ross said, Holcomb scored nine points in the first half, and they, they got their offense a little bit loosened up late in the third and into the fourth. Uh, but this thing was hard fought all the way. And like I mentioned earlier, I think this is going to be a little bit of the identity of the team. Because you, you have to, you don't have these offensive superstars. I think Jordan Jones is coming into his own in that right. Guy Tubbs is obviously very polished down low. His offensive game, he had 10 points and... 
Uh, a lot of what he gives you in games like this are defense because he's, you know, shooting over the top of 6'5 and 6'3 down low. But hey, it was all defense. All defense. They scored nine points in the first half, which still just is crazy to me uh, to watch this thing go down because there were certainly missed shots. They had some open looks that just wouldn't fall, but it was a ton of this rotation and communication and great uh, just court awareness from your defense because that's not something you're going to get a lot of times with a young team. They have four juniors in the starting lineup, but four guys also that haven't started before this year. They don't have a lot of varsity time and experience, at least working together. And so to see them working a zone, any any basketball player will tell you to defend a zone well you have to you have to be able to communicate and work together as a team which sounds simple but when it's your fourth game of the season and your first full week here of the year that's hard to do and they made it look very easy jordan jones hit big shots in the second half he finished with 17 to lead the team nobody nobody really got hot in this game for either side it was just back and forth and intense and hard fought, but you knocked off the unbeaten team. You handed Holcomb their first loss of the year. The most points the Longhorns had given up through four games was 37 in a single ball game. Their defense was so, so good. They averaged 34 points against, and so 41, while is it is a low total, does seem a little bit better in that right and I think you grab wins coach Stevens is not a big stat guy he he told me that you know it's just the one on the scoreboard that he wants to see it's the only stat he cares about uh, so I'm not going to throw a ton of stats at you but that is I think going to be the identity of this ball ball club is diving for loose balls is playing hard defense and just finding ways to win games like this one did Holcomb try to score inside, try to score outside more? How would you say? Because they have the size, you'd think he'd want to put it inside some more, but they do a lot of inside-out, kick-out to three-point shooters, like uh, Jarrett yeah, Harrell. Like Jarrett, I think it's Her Harrell. Jarrett Harrell, Harrell is the name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some other guys, Dama Mason, stuff like that. I was just curious how they attacked that zone defense. It, it's interesting because getting ready for this game, I saw a lot of the same thing, the, the try to work the ball inside out right especially with your size because defenses will collapse really quickly and i think that's what was the key for you defensively if you're the eagles was you just frustrated the heck out of this team because they couldn't get it inside there were possessions where 30 40 50 seconds would go by where they're just passing the ball back and forth around the horn trying to get post touch for Noel, for harrell for whoever was posted up down low and they couldn't the eagles were just to be able to collapse to front and to guard the post to give to not give up a touch on the block and then still rotate out and defend the three-point line very hard to do they made it look easy and i think it got a little bit in the heads uh of the longhorns because when you're used to getting open shots it can be frustrating and when you're used to they they do a lot in transition that wasn't there for them it it can be a little bit uh unnerving and uh coach novak was you know spiking clipboards at first quarter breaks and lots of <laughs> why lots am i of not surprised and, and anger and <laughs> 
that that I think was was due to this defense because it, it took them out of a lot of what they wanted to do. There were still open shots for the Longhorns, especially in the first half, uh, that just wouldn't fall. They missed probably two or three wide open threes. But that's part of it is when your offense is so disjointed and and frustrated that finally when you get an open shot, A, you haven't shot one all night, and B, you're just, it's not what you wanted. It's not what the offense is trying to give you. Well, very, very big wins last night for Colby. Once again, Colby girls 53-41, Colby boys 41-36, both winners over Holcomb last night inside the event center. A few other area scores from last night. In the girls' side, Oakley Falls to Hayes TMP 54-46. Wallace County uh, routed Weskin 70-16. Decatur Community blasted Hill City 45-10. Great defense performance there. And then Rollins County won at Dundee County, Nebraska 48-29. Uh, other boys scores, Oakley losing at home to TMP, Hayes TMP 49-34. Wallace County with the probably one of the better games of the night. They just edged Weskin 60-57. Decatur Community fell at Hill City 66-55. And Rollins County losing at Dundee County, Nebraska 66-53. A few of the area scores uh, reported from last night. Uh, one more thing I wanted to get to before we get to a break. Uh, KBCA rankings, another set of KBCA rankings came out Uh Six area teams, boys and girls combined, were ranked in this week's rankings. On the girls' side, you had Goodland moving up from 10 to number 6. Colby, by the way, dropped out after the 20-point loss to Goodland at the topside tip-off tournament championship game. But Goodland up to number 6 after a 4-0 start to the season. Wallace County, who's had a good has had a great start. Uh, they won the uh, Brewster Sagebrush tournament. Or sorry, finished second in the Brewster Sagebrush tournament. They're up uh, there as well. As they are ranked, I think, let's see, where are they ranked at? Fifth in a Division Two, And then Hoxie in 2A girls, they are currently at number three. And I think they're only going to go up from there uh, at this point in time. On the boys' side, Shylin, after winning the Sagebrush shootout uh, in 10th, currently ranked 10th in 1A Division Two. Not a surprise with the great athletes they have up there at Bird City. Uh, Dighton also getting ranked in 1A Division two as well they are sitting in seventh and then probably the one that surprised me the most because in my time here in northwest kansas i've never seen it but goodland boys ranked sixth in 3a off to a 4-0 start shooting the three ball unbelievably well but i would admit i was shocked i did not expect them to get the love that they have gotten this early in the season i, I that Even was the after- thing even after winning their own tournament? You have to remember, we live out here on the western half, and, and, and in the case of Colby and Goodland, the western fifth. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're way out here in the western part of the state, and usually the KBCA is going to be more central and eastern based. And so to get the kind of—I mean, look at every other team out on that list. The furthest west team after—if uh, you go—or furthest—the next team to the east of Goodland in— in just going east would be Beloit. That'd be the next one. I mean, and that's like three and a half hours away, if not four. So give the Cowboys a lot. Of, I mean, give credit to the voters, first and foremost, for putting the Cowboys there. And it's still early, but they have looked good through four games. So, um, But this is the first time in, in my years of being here in northwest Kansas that I can recall, and I could be wrong, but in my 12 years of being out here now, I think, in Northwest Kansas, I think that, uh, yeah, I would say I've never seen the Goodland Cowboy basketball team ranked. And so for them to be up at number six already is very impressive. And they, they'll have a very tough test on Friday. They, 
Uh, they've got Holcomb coming to town, and you know Holcomb's going to be mad after what happened in Colby. <laughs> so uh, if, they, if they can find a way to win that game, it's a great feather in their cap, but it'll be hard because Holcomb's going to be ticked off uh, after that. So I just want to throw in some rankings there because I thought that was first and foremost most interesting was Goodland Cowboys being ranked for the first time that ever I can remember. So pretty darn cool to see. All right, 7.33 Mountain, 8.33 Central. we got to get to break and pass due. Sorry to head coach uh, Joe Schrammick. He will join us next here on the Morning Blitz. Before we go, though, I have one more lottery ticket to give out, folks. Just one more. So please text 785-899-2222. Our sparkling instant scratch tickets from the Kansas Lottery. Text in the word sparkling right now, 785-899-2222. 899-2222. Be a winner from the Kansas Lottery. Uh, Joe Schrammick is next.